Okay, we're all guilty of it. We've all tried it. Tried to open our iPhone using Face ID while wearing a face mask. Doesn't work. But Apple, they now have a solution. And here with more is tech expert Mark Saltzman, who joins us here on 640 Toronto. Mark, good afternoon. Uh, hey, Jeff. Uh, good afternoon. Happy Friday. Yeah, you as well. Uh, tell us a bit about what Apple's come up with uh, that we can now use our Face ID while wearing our face mask. Sure. So all you need is an iPhone with the latest update, uh, 14.5 or newer. There's actually one more past that that I just downloaded this morning and an Apple Watch. So the the caveat is really that you need the Apple Watch uh, wearable device, which serves as a second way to authenticate you. So we call this in the industry, multi-factor authentication. Sometimes it means you get a text message, right? When you log into your bank and not only do you need your password, but you also need a code that's sent to your phone. Well, instead of all that, if you're trying to log into your iPhone with a face mask on, now if you're wearing an Apple Watch and the latest update to iPhone, it will authenticate you. It'll confirm that it's you because you've got it in close proximity to your iPhone and it'll log you in. So that is, I think, a huge relief for the millions of Canadians who do rely on Face ID to access their phone. Otherwise, it's not safe, but we take our mask off or pull it off temporarily to log in or you got to type in the the passcode. Um, But now this resolves but the catch is you need an, an Apple Watch, but at the very least, you don't need the latest Apple Watch, which is kind of expensive, the Apple Watch Series 6. You can even have the uh, model that's the uh, Series 3 and newer, which is only about two 250 or so. Funny you mentioned that software update. I just checked my phone while you were talking. Sure enough, yes. Uh, 14.5, please uh, update. Includes the option to unlock iPhone with Apple Watch while wearing a face mask. It's right there. So, and this is the kind that's of thing. number one. Yeah, I was going to say, this is the kind of thing that uh, once, uh, you know, Apple's come out with it, I think a lot of us are thinking like, yeah, that was kind of a simple solution. Why didn't we come up with this a year ago? I hear you. It's I give Apple credit that they take uh, security and privacy super seriously. I would argue more so than other tech companies out there. And uh, they just wanted to make sure they got it right. I think they had planned to launch this late last year. In fact, there was talk of them launching the iPhone 12 with a touch ID sensor once again. So, you know, what's old is new again. Uh, And they did that with the iPad Air that came out late last year, where on the side of the device, there's a touch enabled uh, uh, sensor that will log you in instead of needing your face. But they decided to... um, play it safe, keep it more software oriented. And and hey, they benefit from this too by you requiring an Apple Watch. Maybe those who have been on the fence about picking up one of these devices are now going to say, okay, now I want one, even though hopefully we're not going to be wearing masks forever. It does look like for the foreseeable future, we're going to be encouraged to wear them. So yeah, it's it's it does beg the question, why didn't they do it sooner? But at least they've done it and uh, it works. It actually works pretty gracefully. One small thing for your listeners to know is you just have to go into your iPhone settings. Uh, It's the settings area, which is, of course, that gray gear, then tap face ID and then just toggle where it says unlock with Apple Watch. After you do that once, you're good to go. All right. Just a bit of a a side note or sidebar here. Of course, uh, Apple got rid of fingerprint uh, identification when they got rid of the home button. But is that the fingerprint? Is it more secure when we talk about privacy as opposed to face ID? Does one is one a little more secure or better than the other, Mark? 
Uh, with Apple, it's comparable. With some other uh, Android devices that I've tested over the years, that could be easily fooled with a picture of yourself. But Apple's Face ID has this like sophisticated depth analysis, and it doesn't just require your eyes, or else we wouldn't need this fix at all. It would wear. It would work if you're wearing a face mask. It does take a 3D imprint of your face, so it's it's allegedly as accurate as a fingerprint or close to it to the point where even security uh, experts are giving thumbs up to Face ID. But uh, that's just with Apple. There are other ways of logging you into your device using, this is collectively called biometrics technology, using a part of your body to authenticate you, whether it's a retina, retina or iris scan, a voice print, um, if you're on hold with your, your phone carrier, and then instead of you re remembering a password, it could just analyze your voice and match you and then and, and grant you access mm. to your information. But yeah, Face ID is pretty darn accurate. All right. Also wanted to talk to you this afternoon about this new study that says that uh, Apple's blue light uh, reduction actually isn't reducing uh, much. As a matter of fact, it's uh, really not helping your sleep uh, after all. It's funny. Over the years, I have read conflicting studies on this. So right, Utah's Brigham uh, Young University did conduct a survey that found these these anti-blue light filters on iPhone or other devices that are meant to help you fall asleep faster and have a better night's sleep really don't have much impact at all. And this does fly in the face of studies that I've read that say the opposite, where sleep experts, doctors are saying, if you don't have that anti-blue light filter, what happens is it uh, stops your body from creating melatonin in order to naturally feel tired and it messes with your circadian rhythms and that you will have trouble falling asleep. It stimulates you um, and, and you will have trouble. So these this, this, this is the blue light that causes that. So these anti-blue lights like Apple's night shift is supposed to take care of that. And that's also built into e-readers, some tablets, and other devices. But what was interesting and perhaps not so surprisingly found by this uh, Utah University study was that those that had no tech at all when they went to bed were the only ones that had a better night's sleep. Shocker. So I think it's <laughs> perhaps less to do with the blue light and anti-blue light and more to do with FOMO, fear of missing out. Those who bring a phone to bed, if you put it on your night table and you hear that, I don't know, Instagram ping or that TikTok, like any kind of something that it stimulates you going, oh, what, what am I missing? Uh, and then you're, you're compelled to look at that email or text or uh, social media comment on the photo of dinner that you uploaded to Facebook <laughs> to see what people said. But if you, if you leave the tech out of the bedroom altogether, um, then uh, every study I've read over the last 20 years have confirmed that. Leave it out of the bedroom you're gonna have a better night's sleep. Also, one more thing, we don't know the long-term effects of sleeping beside our tech. You know, we, we do know that cell phones uh, do emit radiation. Uh, there are devices that have Wi-Fi as well, not just cellular, but Wi-Fi radiation. So we don't know what, with, with millions of, arguably millions of Canadian teenagers falling asleep with their phone on their pillow, we don't know what the long-term effects are. It, it can't be good. So uh, I think just to err on the side of caution, it's better to, to turn it off, put it on yeah. airplane mode, or leave it out of the bedroom altogether at the risk of sounding preachy. Well, listen, is the blue light also responsible for making your eyes irritated? Because that's why I've stopped uh, reading or using my uh, phone uh, in bed, because uh, I found like very quickly my eyes got to watery or even burning. 
Yeah, so the night shift mode on the iPhone especially also changes the color to an off-white and more yellowy tone, which is meant to also help reduce eye strain uh, and reduce headaches. Uh, statistically, apparently, they also reduce headaches from staring at text for a long period of time. Um, but not all uh, anti-blue light filters have that color change. You know, So that, that's a, 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 an added technology onto what Apple's already doing that is meant to help you. Um, you know, and a, a lot of what also was found in that study was that it boils down to the individual. Some people can actually read off their iPhone, read an iPad before they go to bed, watch TV and then turn off and then go to sleep right away. I'm envious of those people, but they, <laughs> it may not have to do much with the technology as well, but how you're built uh, and other factors as well. You know, stress, alcohol, which will help you fall asleep faster, but won't give you as good of a night's sleep. You'll wake up more often and all of that. But yeah, so it should help with your eyesight as well with that um, night shift, but other technologies work differently. Yes. You know what feels better than one last check of Facebook or Instagram is a really good night's sleep without a doubt. Yeah. Amen. Mark, <laughs> appreciate it as always. Have a good weekend. Likewise. Thanks so much, Jeff. There's tech expert Mark Saltzman.